I was thinking in preparation for tonight um, about Christmas movies. And one that I've seen a lot of different versions of is Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol. Uh, matter of fact, I looked it up on the Internet Movie Database, and I found this is actually probably fascinating if you want to do this sometime. There are over, over 216 different versions of A Christmas Carol that have been made. Uh, there's, uh, I'm just going to read a couple of these. It, um, a Christmas Carol. Uh, there's, there's Scrooged uh, with Bill Murray. Uh, last year, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds made, made the Spirited. I think that's on Apple, Apple TV. Uh, there's an animated Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey. Um, earlier this week, we watched a, a Muppet Christmas Carol, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, uh, Barbie in a Christmas Carol, a VHS Christmas Carol, um, a Christmas Cop, um, Dollywood Christmas Carol, uh, Sanford and Son did an Ebenezer Sanford special. There was the Six Million Dollar Man, a bionic Christmas Carol. Um, uh, the classic television show Martin did a, a an episode just called Scrooge. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati, for those of a certain age, uh, Bah Humbug was, was the title of their episode. I mean, and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. 216 different versions of A Christmas Carol. And they're all different, and they have different characters, but they're all the same because in, in that classic story, what, what you have is someone that comes face-to-face -face with their past and with their present and with the future, and it changes them. And, and I, was, I was thinking about that this week and how that's what happens when we, when we become Christians. That every single one of us has a past and a present and a future. And when we think about those things and we understand those things really for what they are, they will change us. And sometimes we try not to think about them, right? right? We try not to think about the things in the past or some people are painfully oblivious to what's going on in their current circumstances. And for some people, you know, to think about anything beyond two seconds beyond the moment is just beyond them. But if you will think about them, that they will all change you. And I think that's ultimately why that Charles Dickens story is so powerful and it can be retold in so many different ways because it's not really about the story that Dickens is telling, but it's really about the story of life. When, when we begin to, to look at, at the Word of God, we, we understand the, the importance of, of looking at the past. See, every single one of us has a past, from the best of us to the worst of us, right? Every single one of us, we, we have things that we would just as soon forget about. And, and as a matter of fact, the Hebrew writer, when he talks about what's so special about the new covenant that we have, that we have through, through the blood of Jesus... He says, this is a covenant that wherein your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. And I don't know about you, but, but I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested in never really having to touch the things of the past again. Because, because the truth is, while there are many wonderful things in the past, aren't there? I mean, how many of us have sat around even over this last week and we've just, we've just shared wonderful memories of the past, right? There are also things in the past that, that, that well, honestly, we would want to crawl under the pew if somebody brought it up tonight, 
right? And Jesus says, and your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. Here's that opportunity. You know, when, when Paul writes to Timothy and, and he's talking about his own conversion, he, he counts himself as the chief of all sinners. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking Paul's a, a pretty great guy, right? A, a pretty godly man. But now, I, I do understand that, that there's, a, there's a portion of this in which I think Paul has an understanding even of his sin in the moment. But, but, but there were things in Paul's life that, that had, to have, they had to have plagued him. They had to have went with him. Like, you, you, you want to talk about your sin problem? Okay, I'll, I'll preach that lesson. I know you've got a sin problem, but do you know who I was? Do you know what I did? Do you know I fought against Jesus? Understanding who he had been was one of the things that drove Paul to be the man of God that he would be. Does that make sense? It, 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 is, it is not as if, okay, we, we become a Christian and, and we, just, we act like the things in the past never happened. That, that's not what being a Christian is about. Listen, you live every day of your life with full knowledge of what you've done in the past. And you allow that not to plague you, but, but, but to change you. To say, I'm, I'm not going back there. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, the, the Bible would use such imagery as a dog returning to its vomit. And it's disgusting language, right? But, but it's a disgusting concept. And so sometimes, sometimes it's important for us to remember the past. Even, I could almost stand up here all night and give examples from the text, like in Ephesians chapter 2, where he says, I want you to remember, I want you to remember when you were a stranger to the covenant. I want you to remember when you were on the outside. See, you're here tonight and you're saying, well, I'm on the inside. Wonderful. But you haven't always been on the inside. Don't forget where you came from. There in Acts chapter 2, there in Acts chapter 2, Peter had been preaching and, and there in verse 36 and 37, he says, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. What, what, what Peter was doing was holding up a mirror, and that mirror was reflecting backwards just a little bit over a month to what they'd done, to who they were. You crucified the Son of God. Now, they could have not been changed by that. Some people are hardened by these things. But their hearts were soft. They, they humbled themselves, and they cried out, What shall we do? That's where he tells them to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of, of, of the Holy Spirit. To, to understand, looking at their past inspired them to be right with God. Well, we, we don't just look at the past. We actually live in the present. Right? Every single one of us, we, we live in the present. And, and there's some things about the past that we say, okay, yeah, that what, what's, what's been done has been done, and I can't really change any of that. Right? So we, we, but, but what you do control is what's going on in the moment. To, to have a, re, a very clear picture that you live in this moment and that you make choices every day. 
You make choices uh, in your family. You make choices in your workplace. You, you, you make the, the, the life is filled with, with this innumerable uh, number of choices. Those choices are very real and they have very real consequences. And the question is that, that sometimes we, we find ourselves making choices that, that put Christ second in our lives or third, or fourth, or fifth, or maybe not even on the list. And sometimes we make choices that exalt the name of Christ. And, and, and to be able to see those things in the moment. That, that you, 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 may find yourself, you may find yourself in the moment realizing, I'm not walking right with the Lord. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever had this happen to you? When you became convicted by the Word of God, maybe you're in a Bible class or or maybe someone was preaching, or you were just studying, and, and you became convicted, like, in this moment, at this very moment right now, I'm not right with God. And then, well, you didn't do anything about it. You ever had that happen? Yeah, I, probably most of us have, right? As, 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 as obvious as, well, well, when I see sin, I deal with it. Yeah, you, that's how you want to approach things, but I just know that that's not how we always work. And sometimes I got to, Sometimes I got to come face to face with where I'm at three or four times or even more than that that I won't care to number tonight before I finally am convicted. But in that moment as I see myself, there's that opportunity. People don't change unless they believe that they're broken. And so when John writes in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 and he's writing about the blood of Jesus in our lives and he says he says my little children these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, see, we, you want to look in the mirror and, and see that you've got it all together, right? Isn't that, isn't that good? Isn't that, anybody take a Christmas picture this morning? You get the whole family, like everybody's looking good for the first time in eight months, okay? So let's get a picture of this really quick. But, but then you, you, might, you might get a picture out and realize you've got toothpaste on your mouth or, or some, something like that, right? And, and so, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to do something about it? If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. In that moment, in this moment, the encouragement is to see where we're at, and if we're not walking with the Lord, to turn to the Lord, to be changed by those things, to look at our past, to look at our present, and then ultimately even to look at our future. Matthew 25, really we could deal with the whole chapter because he's looking to the judgment day, right? But Matthew 25 and verse 34 says, And then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He's, he's making this reflection upon eternal things. See, in, in the future, there, there's this need for us to understand how the things in our life are impacting this world. I think it's really helpful from time to time to wonder about our own obituary. I mean, that, that might sound kind of dark, okay? But I think it can really be a helpful exercise in, in, in seeing ourselves. So... So if I die tonight, what are, what are people going to say about me? Will anybody care? Am, am I making any difference? 
Th- those are real questions, right? And, and sometimes those questions are, are they're, they're, it's almost a pleasant thought, and sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a motivational thought that, man, I need to make some choices. I need to make some better choices about my life. But above and beyond how many people are going to be at your funeral, there are these issues of heaven and hell that we need to understand. Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are all well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. He says that one of the things that ought to influence us in trying to reach other people, and one of the tools that we ought to use to bring about change in other people's lives, he says is the terror of the Lord. He's saying that you, you've got to get through to people that your, your decisions in the flesh are going to have eternal consequences. And if you're not in Christ, the eternal consequence of your sin, not of, not of Jesus, but the eternal consequence of your sin is eternal damnation. You, 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 you've got to get that through to people. To understand that. And then we, we talked in our Bible class this morning about, about fear and the place of fear in our walk and, and, and how, yes, those things can be overstated, but, but to understand, you, you need to understand that this is serious. This is heaven and hell. And one day, you're going to be in one of those two places. And I'm going to be in one of those two places. And the whole world's going to be in one of those two places. And if that doesn't move you, I don't know what will. To one day be able to hear those words. Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I want to hear those words. That's, 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 I, I, that, that's the purpose of this life, right? You, 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 can, you can live your whole life. You, you can do great things, make great things, be great things. But if you don't hear those words... Your life is a failure. You can do nothing in this world, and if you hear those words, your life is a great success. So, so the admonition for you and for me and for each one of us this evening is just to think. I want you to think about your past. And that, that may just be a relatively short amount of time. Remember in Acts 2, he just said, just look back to last month, Okay. It, it may mean looking back to, to times in your past that are so far ago that most people don't even realize they exist. But think about those things and be changed by those things. I want you to examine the life that you're living today for, real, for what it really is and be changed by those things. I want you to think about eternity One day, every single one of us is going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell based upon the deeds done in the flesh. And I want you to be changed by those things. See, once again, that's not not just Charles Dickens' story. That's the story of the child of God. And he invites you not only to look, but to be changed. If you have a need tonight... To take that look into the past, the present, and the future. And to be drawn towards Jesus Christ. To be baptized, to repent of your sins. To bring your burdens before Him. You come as we stand and come as we sing.